Blog Talk Radio. My name is Raina Starr. It is noon on the East Coast. Hope you're having a great day wherever you are. Desperate Housewitches is not a G, PG, or even an R-rated show. So if bad language, bodily functions, and dirty talk of any kind might be upsetting to you, this may not be the show for you. And I'll understand that. I'll be a little sad, but I'll understand. It's all right. I'll get over it. Um, (laughs) Desperate Housewitches is brought to you by... The one, the only, the incredible Wicked Witch herself, Dorothy Morrison. Check out www.wickedwitchstudios.com. Dorothy is currently having her Halloween sale. So check out the website, www.wickedwitchstudios.com. She's got her sprays and oils happening, and you know you need some for the season. It's time. She, She was not able to do everything she wanted to do this year because of covid There's been shortages of products around, as you know, so go and get what she has while it's still available. And if you need that stuff shipped overseas, check out theangrycauldron.com, www.theangrycauldron.com. They do Dorothy's international shipping. So for the hour, (laughs) I'm so happy to have this wonderful writer back. Amy Blackthorne has written... A number of books, not the least of which is the one we're going to discuss today, Blackthorn's Botanical Brews. Hey, Amy. Hey, how you doing? Oh, my gosh. I love this book. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things I love about this book is that it is for drinkers and non-alcohol drinkers alike. There are sober substitutions for a lot of things. There's potions in here. There's drinks in here. There's other recipes in here. So thank you for being inclusive of folks who may not be doing a lot of drinking. Uh, And I I think that's very sweet and kind and well thought. (laughs) It was really important to me not to make, not just to include alcoholic beverages, to include these uh, sober things. That way everybody gets to understand the magic of potions. And the, the most important thing was me explaining that, it's nobody's fucking business why you don't want to drink. Maybe you're maybe you're on medication. Maybe you just don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're the designated driver. But it's nobody's business but yours. It's a weird thing, isn't it, how people feel, like, almost embarrassed to, like, say that they don't drink alcohol. It's It's kind of this thing where people around you are like, you don't drink, I don't trust you, it used to be an old joke. But it seems to still be kind of true. Isn't that strange? Yes. I, it's so weird because you see these uh, movies in high school about kid, people like handing you drugs and oh no, that's a bad kid. They're gonna force you to do. Nobody's gonna force you to do drugs. Like that's more drugs for me. Like go and do your own thing. But with alcohol, it's it's like oh well, you don't want this. Like what is wrong with you? 
yeah, I've been made to feel that way in many situations. It's like, you don't drink, really? And I'm like, no, I'm like this naturally. And people are like, oh, <laughs> as they back away and head off to the bar. And it's like, listen, I don't mind hanging out in bars. I find bars fascinating places to go and people watch because that's one of my favorite things to do is just check out behaviors, you know. So, I, I mean, people feel like it's this whole culture that, you know, if you don't drink, you can't be a part of. But, I mean, I'm not used to having people tell me I can't or shouldn't go anywhere, except the strip mm-hmm. club. I will have to tell you the brief story about how I was barred from the strip club with three of my <laughs> friends because we we didn't have a male escort. And we're like, excuse me, we just want to look at the girls. And they're like, no, we can't let women in here without a male escort. And I found out later on that the reason why was because they were afraid we were prostitutes. Let me tell you something. The way we were dressed and as old as we were, <laughs> don't think anybody <laughs> was in danger. You know, none of their girls were, were going to be threatened by the, the four of us. But apparently that was their policy. And I said, well, can do you want to talk to my husband? He'll be happy to give permission. And they were like, no, he would have to be here with you. I'm like, this is absurd. Just absurd. <laughs> but I'm used Six to seeing in well, that's true, but we were just seriously wanting to sit down and look at some girls. I mean, you know, there's no yeah. shame in our games. We were hanging out. Um, but, yeah, I mean, but to bring it back, it's, you know, I'm I'm used to being in, in situations where people have alcohol, and I don't. And it's not like I think badly of anyone. I certainly don't. I mean, I have a drink once in a while. I'm, you know, I just don't knock them back like some folks do. But, hey, everybody has different tolerances for everything. So, but, I, but the point was, was that I was really excited that you made, you know, non-alcoholic entries for folks who don't necessarily want to have alcohol. I thought it was pretty cool. You know, and as you and I were I talking made, earlier. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just, it was, it was important enough that I made sure, like, the kitchen chapter there's absolutely no alcohol in it. So if people are mm-hmm. in, a, in a sensitive place where there, where even the mention of it is not helpful, like there, there's alcohol in the, in the bar chapter, but there's none in the kitchen chapter. Mm-hmm. Which is fantastic. And I'm very appreciative that you gave folks so many options because potions I find, you know, Believing that magic is intentional is great, and it's part of it. But when you can sit and actively do something magical, whether it's feeding someone or drinking something yourself, you know, a healing remedy like your teas, for example, very healing, uh, empowering teas. I've been a big fan of uh, Amy Blackthorne's tease for quite some time, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I think that was the first thing I found out about you after I started writing for Sunday Stew, was that you were a tea, a tea person and that you make your own teas, which I found fascinating. Um, and they're great, by the way. Check out the website. It's, it's on the show page. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, so you do, like, magic from the inside out, which – is fantastic, you know. So I've got to ask, 
what made you come up with this particular book at the particular time that you did it? It's so funny. I was wandering through Second and Charles. It's a secondhand bookstore uh, here in Delaware. I'm, I'm sure they're probably also in Maryland. Uh, really great place. But they also have a very small selection of brand new books. Well, when you walk in, it was October, you know, you walk in and there's a table mm-hmm. of witchy books. It's their Halloween display. They're, there's the mind, body, and spirit selection. And so I start perusing the books on the shelf. I made the squealy noise because Black Earth Satanical Brews was right there. And, um, <laughs> and I'm looking, and out of this entire table of books, half of the books were written by people I know and love, and it was the neatest thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, kn- I knew this person, I knew this person. So I start looking in, in the table of contents, uh, in the indices. One book had one potion recipe in this entire table. And it's mm. like, this is such a huge part of our daily lives is, you know, trying to get those eight glasses of water a day. Uh, yeah. The immense amount of information that's available out there and people are terrified to write about it because they're worried about allergies. They're worried about people poisoning themselves. They're worried about all these lawsuits. They're, they're terrified of this entire branch of magic. And it, it doesn't need to be the, yes. You know, in, in, you know, Merlin's book of Disney, you know, a potion is something that could hurt you, but so is walking out into the street. True. People really need to understand how to incorporate different parts of magic into their daily lives. You can, you can charge the water that you're drinking in the morning. You can charge the water that goes into your coffee or your tea. It doesn't have to mm-hmm. be about these scary mystical ingredients that you can't find unless you're on the side of a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> very true <laughs> you know and it seems to be that a lot of folks have have recognized water magic as um something very important this year there's been a couple of books out specifically about water which i found fascinating but this is this goes a step further i would say because it's not just about water it's about you give the descriptions and the purposes of so many things, different types of alcohol, um, fruits, for example, sugar. I mean, there's so many different components that could go into one drink that could address a whole host of issues. And I thought that was really fascinating. Yeah, the the honey section in the tea chapter, I just absolutely Mm -hmm. loved writing because you think of honey as, you know, this the innocuous stuff you keep in the cabinet, it sweetens your tea, it's great. But every plant produces a flower can have honey. And it's like you don't even think about the incredible array of things that make it available to you. It opens so many doors. There's 420 varieties of eucalyptus that are used in aromatherapy. Every one of those different varieties of eucalyptus can have honey made out of it. They produce a flower. It's really exotic. It's gorgeous. And uh-huh. it's available all over the planet. It's, it's really incredible the things that we have at hand that we don't think about, that we take for granted. Uh, and it's funny that well, I was editing this during the beginning of the pandemic, and people were hoarding toilet paper, and you couldn't find odd things at odd times. Like at one point, yeah. you couldn't have baker's yeast because everyone was baking bread. So yeah. you don't think about the things that you don't have until you don't have them. Uh-huh. 
It's so true. Like, you know, what you just said about honey, I had no idea about at all. You know, I don't think it's something that naturally occurs to people. You think of honey as, the th- like you said, the thing in the cabinet that sweetens your tea. But there's so many medicinal purposes for honey, even topically uh, for skin healing, um, medicinally, internally, um, coating the throat when it's sore. I mean, there's a there's a world of good that honey does. It helps combat, if you're lucky enough to get honey that's local to your area, uh, it can help fight allergies um, and build your immune system. I mean, honey in and of itself is one of the most magical, naturally occurring things in the world. So, you know, I, I love that. I love that you would all that. It's pretty, pretty amazing, you know. And there's so much stuff that if you think about it, you know, yeah, sweetening, sweet things, sweeten things. That's kind of, you know, it makes just logical sense to go in a certain kind of potion if you need a situation to be sweeter than it is. You know, I've mm-hmm. used honey and magic for many, many years for different purposes to make people nicer, um, to help people get out of sticky situations, as it were. Um, <laughs> but that's that's a honey and fire thing that is just a separate thing that I do. But um yeah, everything you use, everything you ingest, everything you give someone out of love to ingest that you've made yourself, it can absolutely be infused with magic. Even you know, and it's not just about love potions. It's you know, caring for other people and and you know, filling them with good health with the things that you're making for them. And you know, with the pandemic and the world being the way it is right now, sometimes it's hard to like remember all of these things that we can be doing that are very simple and they don't require robes or wands or, I mean, those things are lovely to have. And, you know, all the physical trappings are, you know, if you have time and money for it, you know, you do you, but it can be really simple. Magic is a really simple science. It is a science, but it is really simple, you know. <laughs> so I just I, I love I love the things that remind me of how easy things can be if you just stop and observe a little bit more. Because I think our brains are so wrapped around the external right now that we're forgetting about these simple ways to take care of ourselves. Don't you think so? I really do. When we look at how much I mean. I've, I joined my first coven at 18. The the trappings are amazing, and they make you feel super witchy and incredible, and especially in October when you're seeing all these really artful photographs of smoky women in dramatic outfits. Like, you want to feel, you want to feel that. But any time you can go through a part of your day and remember that you are a magical being and take on your day with that in mind, it's so empowering that you don't, you don't need the robes. You don't need the candles. You just need you and whatever you're doing. Yeah. It's really, it doesn't have to be any more complicated than you, yourself, and you. I think, what'd you say in the book? Me, myself, and I is like all I really need. Exactly. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I mean, and it makes perfect sense because, you know, magic is, is intention. It's where you put your energy but I love, and I, and I wanted to talk to you about this too, what I love is 
where you address, there's, there's a section of the book where you address why your magic didn't work. And a lot of it is surrounded by you put a seed of doubt in there. And I find that that is so true. Anytime you let questioning come into your mind over a spell or doubt, you have already doomed it before you've even cast it. Can you speak to that a little bit, please? Absolutely. I had a woman contact me uh, probably two weeks ago now. She was in a very sensitive family situation. And not only did she feel helpless because it involved her child, but Mm. the amount of emotion that was involved in the situation um, I, luckily I had some people I, I trusted very much I could hand off that situation to because um, this family was local and I would have gotten uh, involved if I hadn't handed it off. But she was, she was sure. absolutely convinced that her magic didn't work. She loved mm. my books and she was really excited to take classes, but her magic didn't work. I was like, why do you think your magic doesn't work? Well, because I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm doing. Okay, well, there's, there's remedies for that. But you telling yourself that your magic doesn't work is why your magic doesn't work. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's it's the place simple. Simple of it. You've convinced yourself yeah. that you can't do magic and that other people can. Yeah, and I find people do a lot of self-sabotage. Is there anything in the book to kind of increase courage so that maybe folks who feel that way can empower themselves? There really is. There's there's. Uh, so many different branches of the way to look at it. You can make yourself some tea and there's correspondences of what the differences are between black tea, green tea, white tea, all those different aspects and how to bring out your best self. Uh, You can incorporate different fruits. You can, even without any spirits to, to lend to the, to your magic. There's so many different things. And I love um, like the, uh, there's a black pepper lavender grinder in the in the recipe section. Black pepper mm-hmm. increases eloquence. Lavender promotes peace. You want to have some testicular fortitude, so to speak. Um, uh-huh. Put some put some fire in your in your magic. Put some fire in your food. Grab that. Make a lavender pepper grinder and use it in your food. People say, "Oh, you put lavender in your pepper." It's, it seems oh. Uh, Lavender has that beautiful camperaceousness. It doesn't taste like a flower. It tastes like part of the mint family. So it adds a real depth of flavor. Yeah. But magically, that's, true. that's, that's bam, there you go. There's, that's eloquence. That's um, the ability to stand up for yourself, the ability to stand up for other people. Grab some pepper and put some pepper into your life. I think, isn't that where the term fire in your belly comes from? Like yes, yes it is. Like having that that burning in your gut to to accomplish and achieve from from that standpoint, I think it, it's totally food food and drink related. You know, you put that energy and you put that desire inside you, and I think what happens is people forget to do that. They forget to light, if you will, their own fire. Yeah. Very common, especially in um, very, very new witches and witches who have been doing this since before God. Um, we, <laughs> those of us who have <laughs> been doing this a while, we get magically jaded. You know, you say, oh, okay, yeah. well, I've, I've been there, I've done that. I want something new. And that's yeah. why I, I love it when um, 
season to which is give themselves permission to pick up a new book because you need something to, to again, light that fire. You've got to find something that, that makes you feel magical again. And sometimes we need a little bit of help. If I'm I feeling my, I my practice is stale, I'll find. Yeah. And I find a lot of people are, people are complaining about that a lot lately because of all, this, all of the distractions. And, you know, like every five minutes there's something new to be distracted by or upset over, you know, something crazy is going on in the world that somebody in our country probably fucking did. Uh, and it's just throwing, I mean, seriously, but it's throwing everyone and everything off. And I'm finding that people are forgetting self-care a lot. They're forgetting about their own power a lot because there's so much going on. You, you almost feel like there's no time. There's not enough time to stay on top of everything. And, you know, books like your book, um, Botanical Brews, is really helping me kind of back away from all the distractions and and come back into more magic, which I think is where most of us probably need to be right now. What do you think? I, I absolutely agree with you. The doom scrolling saps all of our intention, all of our focus, and that's what it's designed to do. It's designed to keep you feeling afraid and feeling anxious and feeling helpless. So by giving yourself permission to um, my iPhone comes with a little timer that I can set that uh, that says, okay, you've been on Facebook long enough. <laughs> wow. Uh, that I can put it down and I can go and do other things. Um, my pandemic thing is, you know, I've been embracing my creative, creative juices and blending more teas and doing more crafts in my office. You know, I, um, I just added candles on my website last night. <laughs> oh, did you? I needed something else oh, to do cool. instead of doom scrolling. <laughs> oh wow! So you added. Wait a minute. Let me make sure I understood you. You added candles to the offerings on your website last night. Yep. <laughs> so there's oh, um, cool. the botanical magic line. So I I made some of the essential oil blends in botanical magic into candles, and then they have teas that match. So they're matching tea and candles. So it's a complete ritual. So cool. Congratulations. I can't wait to check that out. <laughs> the ancestor can I mean, an ancestor support to go with the ancestor support tea. And I perfected, this is so, I'm so tickled as a smell person. I protected my, perfected uh-huh. my perfect little old lady smell. It's Jesse Lace Doilies, church resin and whiskey. Damn. You just described my <laughs> grandmother. I mean, God's rest her, but yeah, that's that sound because she smoked and she liked to have her little glass. Okay. We didn't say what was in the glass, but okay. <laughs> we knew. Um, but yeah, I mean, that sounds, that sounds like a lot of people's grams. So that's really awesome. Thank you for doing that. I have to check that out. I'm just making time here. Was there I mean, was that something you've been working on for a while, you know, old lady fragrance? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've wanted, I've wanted to do them for a while, and I've had people ask about uh, matching pieces. And I definitely didn't want to get into this matchy-matchy thing for the whole website because I have 85 keys right now. I do not have that much time. 
But so wow. I've created 10 teas uh, based on botanical magic. And then I, I wanted to specifically for those 10 teas to have candles to go with them. So I've had it in, uh, in the works for about a year and I finally got off my ass and did it because <laughs> I, I've been filling tea orders and writing books and I had, you know, five minutes between launching Blackthorn's Botanical Brews and hopefully signing my next contract. So I'm like, why not? <laughs> here's some candles, here's some stuff. Let's do. I made them when I was a teenager as, as Christmas gifts. So why the hell not, you know, take all this knowledge and experience and put it towards spell candles? Seriously. And I mean, I think it's a perfect combination because you're doing a mind, body, spirit situation because the tea and the, the fragrance and the candle, it's perfect, really. I mean, are you going to add to the wine? Yes. So I did ancestor support the other day. Last night, I, I did a huge batch. So I made, you know, huge for me. I made 20 candles for the uh, gravy train, which is both wealth and acclaim and recognition in your field and all those really beautiful things that I can still smell it in my office in here. Uh, the top note is tomato leaf. And so it's, Ooh. it's green, but it's bright and it's empowering. So it's, it feels really good. In here. Delicious. <laughs> that sounds really yummy. Actually. I'm yeah. Oh, that's, Lovely. Give people the website again for those folks who are sure. listening. Blackthornbotanicals.com. Blackthorn and Botanical both have an S, blackthornsbotanicals.com. And it'll take you to the site, Super Direct. Uh, there's autographed copies of my books. There's, um, there's tea. There's candles. There's ritual oils. There's a little bit of everything every so often. Oh, I just, oh, I need to send some of this to you. I made a batch of this mugwort meditation balm. Uh, <laughs> I just cut a, a bucket of mugwort out of my garden and I threw it in the crock pot for three days under the dark moon. Uh, wow. In, uh, when the moon was in Pisces. And uh, holy cow, it's, it will definitely put you on another plate. <laughs> she says this because she knows how much I adore mugwort. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge, huge, huge mugwort fan. So I, of course, am going to be madly in love with it. Thank you. Um, yeah. So that's pretty cool. So aside from this book, you said there's you you discussed very lightly in there. You kind of threw it in on me. Um, another book. So what's happening? What's happening writing wise? Writing wise, it's actually really great. I've gotten to the point where I always I need I need time to air out my brain. I say. Uh, when I finish one book and, and start the next one. But when it starts to wake me up at night, I know that it's really time to, to get back to writing. Uh, so, I've, <laughs> so I put out a couple different proposals, and I'm waiting to hear what my amazing and incredible editor, Judica, comes back with because yeah. it's definitely time to get back to the, that writing piece. I I love my tea, and it gives me something physical to do when I'm not – being with my writer brain, I can go, I can make tea, I can, I can get my hands dirty. Uh, so it gives me a, that break that I need, but I'm back to the point where I need to write something. <laughs> Otherwise, all this stuff just floats away. 
Yeah, and I would assume as a writer, you know, you have so many ideas. See, I'm not a, I'm not a writer person, so for me it's kind of like I sit back in fascination when I talk to writers because, you know, it, I think it takes a certain kind of brain, just like we always say about teachers, and I think of writers as teachers because that, that's why you're right. Um, but, you know, the idea of you – let your whole being go into a book and then you need to regenerate, but then you need to come right back into it is fascinating for me. So it's almost as though the book calls you and says, I'm ready to be written now. Can we keep moving? <laughs> That's exactly what happens. It, it gets pretty insistent. Uh, when I was, when I started writing botanical magic, I, I started dreaming of spells and chapters that wanted to be written. The, the section on justice magic uh, literally came to me in a dream. My, my justice magic class, um, I started recording my classes to put up online because it's a pandemic and I'm home. What am I going to do? Uh, but right. it came to me in a dream. It really did. Um, I was, I had someone come to me looking for a working there. They, I do a lot of volunteer work with um, domestic abuse survivors. Um, and yeah. I, I, I do escort services. I do um, make sure that these people get to, A, have somebody to hold their hand, but are also um, have security personnel on hand in case there's an issue. And sure. a, in my dream, a woman came to me and said, hey, I've, I've got this issue. I, I need an escort, but I, I also want to do magic to, to empower this. And, and I was like, oh, the light bulb came on in my head in my dream. I said, oh. Well, the, the date, time, and place that the court document was filed would be the true name of that document. So you can empower or disempower that document magically just by using the, the information on the first sheet where it was filed, wow. when it was received. Like, this is its birthday. We can do a birth chart. Like, it, it just went off in this, this tangent of how to get justice for this woman in my dream. And so I, it woke me up, and I had to go out and write it. You know, as an abuse survivor, I have to thank you for doing that. Um, when I was going through my situation a couple of decades ago, I wished I'd had somebody that could have done what you do. Um, so thank you for always giving of yourself in that manner. I mean, it's it's tough work, I'm sure. It's You know, I used to work on a domestic abuse hotline. And here's the funny thing. While I was working on the hotline, I was getting my ass kicked by my second husband. It's amazing, right? It really is. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it's, it's funny how things turn around. I mean, now, you know, I mean, you know my husband. I'm in a great relationship. I'm very fortunate in that regard. But, you know, when you're in the depths of, of being abused, um, you forget sometimes that, there are other people who are, who are out there who have been through it and ready to help or have not you're been drowning. through it and are ready you're, to help. When you're drowning, oh, you can't see the shoreline. All you can see is I'm drowning. So it's completely yeah. understandable that we, we, we stop seeing the things around us because we're so focused on what's happening right in front. Yeah, I mean, it's true. People measure their lives by pain a lot of the time. And, mm -hmm. you know, just knowing that there's somebody out there who understands and can be that reinforcing person for you, um, 
you do escort that escort work, which is phenomenal. Um, I just can't tell you how much I appreciate knowing that I'm honored to have you as my friend because of the things you do for other people, whether or not they're pagan. And it's very heartening to me that you you know that there are people, good people, who still give of themselves because they believe in helping others. You know, and that's hard to forget, too, when we're in this kind of Trump apocalyptic world that we're living in. Um, but before we go into that, um, I had had a question for you about potions and giving them to other people. When is it okay to maybe not necessarily tell them that you're giving something for a desired effect? Or is it always important to let people know that you're giving them something for a desired effect? It's it's kind of a question of when is it okay to use a love potion? How is it okay to use a love potion? Can you speak about that? Absolutely. Uh, and it comes on the heels of our, our, re- our last topic. I make sure I put in every book that I write, there's, there's a uh, – domestic abuse hotlines that you can call and people who can, you can talk to you. There's websites you can go to. So my, the, the very first and most important part of that, those ethics is, is it safe for you? Are you mm-hmm. um, making a sweetening jar? So your spouse doesn't come home angry. Are you making a sweetening jar so that they, you know, don't go out and come home intoxicated and angry. Like, if it's safe right. for you to tell them, that's great. That's checklist number one is your safety. Yeah. The disempowered, the disenfranchised, and the vulnerable. So true. making sure that you are safe is the number one priority. Uh, I, I grew up in a, a very tenuous situation, and the, my mm-hmm. very first sweetening jar was I was probably 14 years old using <laughs> – uh, Snapple had these elements drinks in the uh-huh. in the nineties. It was my favorite thing in the whole world. Well, I kept those bottles for the the different workings that I was doing. So I grabbed a fire bottle and I smothered it in honey and and beautiful other herbs that I had on hand to make a sweetening jar. So I'd stop getting my ass kicked. Uh, right. And the, I mean, those things are the when you need safety and you need security, like you reach for your magic. So sure. I, 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 I don't, I don't give a lily white shit what you <laughs> feel that your ethics are, as long as you are the one who's being safe. Like if you were, if you need to, you know, I'm here for whatever you feel you need to do to get out of a dangerous situation. I'm the last right. one to ever judge anyone based on their own safety and their own care. Like, I'm, I'm getting carried because this is so fucking important. Um, it is. It, I'm sorry. I don't mean to make you cry, but I think no, 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 no. Under- okay. <laughs> so outside of your own personal safety, take a minute and sit with where you are in that moment. I... Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that any any love spell, any love anything, is akin to a date rape drug. Okay, that's that's their their feeling. I love mm-hmm. uh, giving myself the opportunity to feel 
lovely and beautiful and sexual and lustful. So I'm absolutely going to drink whatever I uh, empower for those things that I need at that moment. My very, right. one of my very first spells that I can remember doing was a love spell. And, you know, because you're a teenager yep. and that's a thing. What I did mm-hmm. was I cast a spell. It was a, it was a wish spell um, by a, a famous author who had several books out in the, in the mid to late 90s. And what I did, I had gotten out of a really nasty relationship. This guy was a complete tool bag. Um, mm-hmm. And it, he was not—he was not someone you wanted. He was safe for anybody. And so, right. what I wanted was a loving partner, someone who I could sure. share my witchy things with, someone who empowered me to be my best self. And I—I I did it. I sent it out into the universe and said, you know, just letting them know, like, I am ready for this most awesome thing. And I'm just going to sit and wait and figure out how I can incorporate that, how I can bring that into my life. And probably two weeks later, I met someone who was one of the great loves of my life. I absolutely love him to pieces. And we are still, 25 years later, we are still really good friends. He lives on the other side of the country now. Like, we'll, we'll message back mm-hmm. and forth. If I, if I get out to visit him, it'd be great. He, we're still a huge part of each other's lives, even though we are not close as we right. dated for, God, five years or something ridiculous. But he was absolutely everything that I needed at that time. It's not that sure. I said, I want Bobby Jones to fall in love with me and we get, we'll be for, together forever and we'll have a million babies. Right. It was the idea that I announced to the universe that I was ready for that relationship. And I meant it. I was ready. I did all the work that I was supposed to. And that, yep. what I, I propose when I talk to people, especially teenagers, about love spells, like, Tell the universe that you're ready. That's fine. But telling the universe yeah. you better make Bobby, Joe, Sue, Don love me, like that's, that's super shitty. Don't do that. Exactly. Thank you for explaining that because I think people have this misunderstanding about what love spells are for or how to ethically apply them. Or, I mean, and I'm not here to like sit in judgment on anybody. I just know and I've heard that folks have a really hard time with certain approaches to love spells and potions and stuff like that. And I love the way you explained it and it makes total sense. I mean, tell the universe what you want and let it happen, you know, but to try to force somebody's hand, you know, without them even having a clue about it, it ain't cool. You know, I don't want nope. somebody enforcing shit on me that I'm not ready for or perhaps don't want at all. But if you if you open it up to the universe, the universe is there to receive it and, and help you make it happen. If you just if your intention is cool, the universe will be cool with you. Just don't be a shithead. That, I mean, you know, like in most things. Try not to be an asshole. It's <laughs> off. My I mean, my dear friend, friend Jen and her husband Bill tell people that their religion is don't be a dick. Yeah. That's it. Just don't be a dick. Yeah. Don't be a dick. I don't think these are difficult concepts for people to understand. If you're going <laughs> to act like an asshole, don't be surprised when people treat you like you're an asshole. Like an asshole. <laughs> Seriously. But thank you for explaining that because I think there is a huge difference between 
I want so and so because you are basically you're basically taking somebody against their will. That's a shitty thing to do. Don't fucking do it. There you go. Right. <laughs> and you don't want someone doing that shit to you. Don't do it to mm-hmm. somebody else, right? And I have enough experience with abusive partners, um, both as a child and, and you know, as an adult with my professional experience, that you have no idea who that person is until you've been in a relationship with them, probably for a little while. Um, So you don't know if they're a child molester. You don't know if they hit their, their significant others. You don't know if they kick puppies. Like, don't just assume that because they look good in a pair of shorts that they're your ideal person because maybe they're a shithead. You know, and, and a really short story regarding that. Um, I've been friends with the same person since I was 10 years old. They have been carrying a torch for somebody, the same guy, since we were 17 years old. The guy, now, we're a lot older now. You're talking about 42 years later, okay? They got involved. They're involved right now. However, when you build things up in your head about how cool Mm -hmm. and amazing and how much you want to be with somebody, and then you get to the reality of the situation, and it's like, oh, this is not what I fucking thought was going to (laughs) happen. I mean, the dude is cool, but he's not what was imagined, okay? He's not a a nice nice and shiny Right, there's, you know, he's not the knight in shining armor, and now it's like, oh, shit, you really want to be involved with this guy? He's got a whole series of issues. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know, you know. So now my friend is like, yeah, you know, the illusion is off. The illusion is off. So, you know, then you have to deal with the reality of the situation. So the things you build up in your mind, over, because it seems like most of my friends, whether – privately in their hearts or we've talked about it have this one one or two people in their that that they knew from like teenage 20s whatever that they didn't get to be with that they've got this mythology wrapped around about oh how my life would have been different if I had wound up with this person and it's like nah they're an asshole too sorry <laughs> <laughs> So, well, sitcoms yeah, I mean, aren't doing us any favors. <laughs> yeah, and it's also true. But I mean, seriously, it's it's like be careful about the myth you have in your head because you could be very disappointed if you try to use magic to make this shit happen. You're going to wind up being really disappointed on a number of levels. And again, you don't want somebody enforcing their will on you so don't do it to somebody else but it's just really funny how these people that i'm friends with are now discovering that these you know these fantasy relationships that they didn't get to have they're getting to have now and it's like oh this fantasy is bullshit get me out of here (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i mean the best fantasy to have is the one you have about yourself and make it happen you know, because we're, be we're your own bitches. I don't be care who you are. You're agreed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love you so much. You're so fun. You really so are. <laughs> so you know, I've, is there anything that that we haven't hit on that you'd like to mention about the book to folks? The 
it's a it has a very similar feel to Blackbird's Botanical Magic in that when you're mm-hmm. looking at recipes, you don't just have the spirit or you don't just have the, the ingredients. I made sure and explained why each thing was magical, what they do and what they add to your to your magical intent so that you can learn through play. Like go out, play with these cocktails, play with these mixers, play with these syrups. Like making shrubs is my new favorite thing because it's a literal infinite combination. You've got with the number of fruits on this planet, the number of types of yep. vinegars that you can embrace and the the number of uh, sugars that go with it. Like you can make your own drinking vinegars, make your own sodas. Um, yep. I was live on the Red Bill Wiser page the other night and I invented yep. a cocktail by accident. You know, I was just you know, playing <laughs> and it was, um, I was, I made a watermelon shrub, which is a drinking vinegar. If you haven't, you know, if you haven't read it yet. So I make them to flavor sodas. So I was making this beautiful watermelon shrub and I just happened to have some that was already made just like on the fancy cooking shows. And yep. I was, I grabbed this Val's, Uncle Val's botanical gin. Um, I'm, I, I don't do, I thought I didn't like gin before I started writing this book. I thought I didn't like it. Turns out I just uh-huh. like battery acid with juniper flavors. <laughs> so, so I grabbed this That's It's very cucumber forward um, Yeah And it's got sage and it's got lemon And it's got lavender in it And so it's really lovely But it's it tastes like cucumber water So I added this mm-hmm. to the watermelon And holy shit it was good So I, uh, my friend Melissa named it The Italian job cocktail So like, just play with this stuff. I, you know, I'll write you a note if you need one, but giving yourself permission to play is the easiest way for you to learn. So if you uh, just open the book to the Sensual Strawberry Lavender Lemonade, it gives mm-hmm. the ritual associations for lavender, love and harmony, friendship. Yep. It talks about the, yep. the magic of the lemons in your lemonade and then what strawberry yep. magic is and then how to put it all together. So... You're it's learning beautifully magic. done. It's, yeah, it's your your book is so beautifully done because you give all the descriptors, and you know what Amy's given us is this beautiful guide to creation, and you can you know even if you're not making a cocktail or a potion, if you're putting lemon in something and you know what the properties are magically you can infuse whatever you are making so i mean i'm really appreciative that you did all of that work it's really fantastic i just i want people to learn through doing no one expects anybody to memorize this entire book of materials i mean blackbird's botanical magic is 360 something pages no one expects anybody to memorize that. Learn one or two or three things at a time and put it in everything. Do everything you can with it. And that's how we, we learn and we experience these things, through figuring it out, playing around with it. I, I, have a, I have a case of lemons. What do I do with lemons? Put it in everything. Make preserved lemons. Make some lemon syrup. Make some limoncello. Like, do everything with it. I was, I was bouncing at a, a bar a couple of years ago. I, I'm a you know bouncer on the weekends. Uh, I do uh-huh. I do the do, do the things. And a guy uh-huh. at the end of the night, they they you know the fabulous gentlemen like to tip us on occasion for keeping them safe and you know breaking up the fights. And this gentleman tipped me fifty pounds of garlic. 
50, like 5-0 was an entire case of garlic, 50 pounds of garlic. So what the hell are you going to do with 50 pounds of garlic? You put it in everything. You figure out how to preserve it. You figure you put some in honey for your cough that fall. You you figure out what to yeah. do with it. You put it in everything. And now I know all the garlic recipes. Oh, I love garlic. So I would be like, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I... My family's Italian. I, I I knew what to do with the garlic. You put it right here in my face. Oh yeah. Oh no. I believe me. I'm chopping it up. <laughs> I'm putting in. I'm making compound butters for for garlic bread. Um. I'm I'm making sauces. I make forty clove chicken. Only I use like a hundred cloves because there's <laughs> never enough garlic. My husband's Calabrian, and I still out garlic him. By a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. I mean, you got something so appropriate, and you know how to you know how to work with what the universe provides. And I think that's such an amazing blessing, because a lot of people they get something and they're like, "What the fuck do I do with this?" But no matter what you you receive, you always have a plan. A plan always formulates, and gratitude, I think or having gratitude rather is is such a fantastic thing because when when you show the universe gratitude it just wants to give you more shit. Mhm. Absolutely. I grew up watching reruns of the A team so I always have a plan. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to ask in this in this time of great stress we're we're just about at election well we're in election season um so i wanted to ask is there something specific from the book right now that we should maybe be looking to to keep our nerves calm is there something you'd like to share from the book for folks who may be particularly stressed out right now yes i uh, actually had this bookmarked and I wasn't sure why, and now I know. <laughs> um, nice. It's a recipe for Bad Boy Be Gone on page 89. Uh, nice. It takes gin. <laughs> so you have the protection of ghosts of, of Cheetos past, uh, uh-huh. some apricot brandy, defense from evil, mm-hmm. banishing uh, distrust, juice from half uh-huh. a lemon for clarity and love, a cherry for garnish. Yeah. That's That's a little bit of happiness right there. And some ice. Give it a nice shake. Pour it in a martini glass. And think of all the things that you won't have to worry about come January. Oh, I hope you're right. I really do. <sighs> so while we're on the topic, while we're on the topic of that, um, so I wanted to ask if you had any uh, impressions, feelings about the way things are going, and if you'd like to you know, say a few words about, you know, what you'd like folks to think about when they go to the voting booth? People are are trying so hard to encourage voting without being uh, abrasive. And so it's, it's really important not only to vote, but to look at the states that are swing states that are leaning one way or the other and make sure that you not only vote, but encourage your friends to vote if you're um, able to donate to a, a political action, if you're able to donate to a particular candidate that means something to you, try and aim those those dollars at swing states because 
But here yeah. in Delaware, it has been a, a, a blue state since there were colors. <laughs> there, mm-hmm. there's, uh, it's very amusing. There's one county, I believe, that has one or two um, Republican candidates that have made it their way into office. But Delaware is a, is a blue state. And I know that my vote is important, but I'm not terrified that my vote isn't going to be counted because it's a very blue state. Uh, Democratic voters in, in Republican states, that, that's a little harder. If you have money that you can donate, try and aim it at a, at a swing state. This is this election is very interesting. I was looking at the numbers last night, and this is this is as close as maybe Texas has gotten to um, powder blue in a very long time. So there's there yeah. are states that are on the border of becoming a swing state, and there's there's very potent swing states like Florida. So try and sure. aim your your political donations at at areas that are very in need of it. Yeah. And if you don't have dollars, please aim your energy. Anything yeah, that you can do to help. The doesn't... Bank. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you don't have to be in the state to volunteer for that state, I don't think. Um, nope, you may nope. want to check your... your... Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. So, I mean, you can vote for... You can uh, rather... Uh, work for a, a, a call center for a candidate from pretty much anywhere in the country. If there's a, a particular state that's looking like it could go either way, anything you can do to help, like, again, it doesn't cost money necessarily, just your time if you have it. A lot of folks are not working right now, unfortunately. And we've got to make sure that we can get help for those people. We're not going to get until the new Congress and uh, Mitch McConnell has no intention of helping anybody if they're not rich. So um, that's a potential area to throw some help to. Um, help Amy McGrath in her fight against Mitch McConnell. Help Jamie Harrison in his fight against Lindsey Graham. These are two major Trump supporters that we need to get taken care of, uh, so to speak. But, um, yeah, I mean, vote early if you can. Absolutely, if possible, if at all possible, vote in person. Um, I don't know what's happening with mail-in ballots. Uh, I hear one thing one day and then something else another day. It's touch and go. Um, But whatever you can do to help out uh, is appreciated, you know. So I want to ask you, Amy, you have any thoughts about which way it's going? I I really think uh, – the, apparently the, the bookies in Vegas are backing me up. I'm thinking it's going to be uh, Biden because at this point they're estimating Trump has about a 33% chance of winning. So I'm, I'm just going to keep plowing ahead. He's not my ideal candidate, and that's fine. But his bell feels yes. a lot better than sliding into the abyss. Yeah. <laughs> so true. So true. Um, because, you know, as as much as we're already in risk of losing certain things that we thought were already established law, uh, if you give Trump four more years, the things that we believed in will be gone, I'm, I'm pretty certain, because he is currently uh, packing the court with conservatives so that um, whatever he wants, if it goes to the Supreme Court, will swing the way he wants it to. There are already cases up right now that are challenging Roe v. Wade, and they are challenging um, marriage for all. And it's not mm-hmm. cool, and we've got to put a no. stop to that. 
it's been yeah. a very long time since I have been nervous about being a witch in public, and we're getting to the point here in in a in a democratic state where I'm worried about people who know that I'm a witch. Uh, it's it's yeah. uh, it's a safety it's a safety issue. People are have, having their lawn set on fire. People are having notes from the KKK left in their mailbox. I mean, it's it's scary. Yeah, it is, you know, and uh, I was speaking with uh, Lori Bizarro last night, the founder of the Temple of Hecate in New York, and uh, she said that there's a situation now where if uh, a pack of people go into a drugstore and decide to rob it, they'll do it in front of the employees and they'll call the cops, and unless somebody has been physically injured, the police don't come. Because there's oh. the crime rate, the, the, the murder rate is so high in New York right now, apparently, that the police do not have the manpower to address theft unless there has been a physical injury. So um, oh, it's, it's, getting dire in, it's getting dire in some places, you know. Things you thought were normal are, are not normal. They really are. Mm-hmm. Normal is, is the watchword here. It's getting to the point where... Yeah. Even in even in regular settled arenas, there's they're having that issue. I mean, in Delaware, it used to be that the biggest problem was people worried about auto theft because we have Christiana Mall, which is a it's a destination mall for New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Virginia. Because we have no taxes on on shopping, yeah. because yeah. it's a bigger mall, people would steal cars and leave them at uh, they dump them at the mall. So police wouldn't come and investigate if you had a stolen car because there's too many of them. Now it's like, okay, your, your, your safety is being impinged. What do we do? I had, I had my driveway spray painted, which bitch fuck you. And they couldn't even come out and take a statement because they have actual, you know, person, person crimes that rather than hate speech, spray paint on your house. Wow. Well, you know, and I, oh boy, just please stay safe. We are, uh, we're a minute out. So Amy Blackburn, thank you so much for coming on for the hour and talking to me. And um, please stay safe. Uh, Folks, Blackthorn's Botanical Brews, get a copy. It's really well worth it for self-care, for caring for the people you love. It's really a great book. Um, Amy, I love you to pieces. Thank you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. Remember, you can and get Blackthorns Botanical Magic uh, autographed from blackthornsbotanicals.com. Yay! And also check thank out you, the you. new line of candles that go with teas and all of her <laughs> other fantastic offerings. Amy Blackthorn, I love you, and I will talk to you soon. All right, love you. I am I love you too, sweetheart. Um, I am out of here for the weekend, and I will be back next Friday night. Dr. Deborah Burris and I are going to do some trashy talking, so uh, come get trashy with us. Love you guys. I will talk to you Friday. Have a great one. Stay safe.